Robert Elise is going to get there. There's no question. He squares in. There it is. It's another. And it's Mubble Rodriguez again, scoring goals left and right, Elise with the assist. Welcome back to another 15 minutes with Finn. We are fresh off the loss that would, should, end our playoff hopes. Mathematically, I think we're still in it. But you need 50 points thereabouts to to go to the playoffs. And I think we have six games left. Five games left. It's probably not happening. It's not happening. We're not making the playoffs. But I went into last night's game with a lot of optimism. Like, a lot. Coming off the backs of beating LAFC. Coming off the backs of outplaying Minnesota for almost the entire game. Coming off the back of a stoppage time Colorado equalizer. You know, we had reason to be to be positive, to look to think things were looking up. And ooh, man, some things went wrong last night. The first thing that went wrong was uh Memo getting injured. Even though Memo wasn't having a bang up night, we replaced him. We had to replace him at thirty nine minutes with Brooklyn Reigns. That was a shocker. That really blew my mind. But if you looked at the bench, it was either him or Quintero. Like that, that was it. Our bench only featured one other midfielder. I mean, you can't really call Quinones a midfielder. But yeah, Brooklyn Reigns made his fucking MLS debut. That's big news. What is he, 17? I mean, he didn't come out and pull a Wayne Rooney and score. He was okay. There was one specific instance where uh, he just completely missed with his pass like he sent it right to Seattle and then he kind of jogged afterwards and I was like Brooklyn he didn't he didn't he didn't play much longer after that I do remember that but uh yeah it was a tough one so let's talk let's explore what was the two to one loss last night uh the lineup I wanted to see Quinones Fafa Pico and Sebastian wait Fafa Quinones Baird and Ferreira I wanted to see if there was a way to put them all into the lineup. But I don't pick the player, so we didn't see that. We saw Baird, Ferreira, and Pico up top. You know, we've been playing pretty well with Baird. And if you look through the ratings, Baird was the highest rated forward. We didn't see him for pretty much the entire full half because we were focusing play down the left. And the left side was poor. Junko and Memo and Fafa and Brooklyn when he subbed in, they were very poor. The right side with Coco, much better with Coco and Griffin, a lot better. But Corey Baird had a decent night, decent average night, considering he didn't touch the ball the second half. But the second half we kind of shifted and we were playing to the other side a little bit. I was starting to notice that, starting to notice how we split the field up and we focused down one side. But uh, personally, I like to be able to use the whole field. I know you can you just have the switch open and you overload one and you leave the other side. You know, a guy out on an island like you do with Baird or Fafa. Try to get in the ball in space. But, I mean, we don't have, we don't really cross the ball very deftly all the time. In the midfield, we trotted out Memo, Matias, and Coco. Hector still missing in action. Not that it really matters. We, uh, I think we can all argue that we've, we can prove we've, we've had more points 
without him, but it's insane to say, maybe we should move on. Maybe we should Herrera out. No. He just needs to gel with this team. And what's crazy is, I looked at this lineup last night. This is, there's nobody new here, except for Ferreira and Steris. This is the same team that started, or, or Clark. This is like last year's team, but with three new faces. And if that's the, you know, how we're going to turn the team over three at a time. Three that work at a time, because Zeka hasn't been back. Tiago's done. Quinones looks like he's going to be a hit. Quinones looks like he's going to be able to play. But, I mean, really, where has Onstad? Onstad's hit with Clark. Clark's had a good year. He's hit with Sebastian. He's had a good year. He's, I think he's hit with Quinones. I would say Reigns is a hit. And you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb and say Daniel Starris has been a hit. He's been serviceable. He's been able to play and make a difference. We For sure, he fucking looked better than Teenage and Bartlow last night. Oh, they were horrible. Teenage made a mistake within five minutes, and I think... What, did it lead to a goal? Three minutes later. Yeah. <clears throat> Teenage makes a big mistake three minutes into the match, and it leads to a goal. Our designated player, I think, should be bought down. That wasn't... DPs don't come off the bench and make a mistake in the first three minutes that leads to a goal. That's not a designated player. They do the opposite. They come off the bench three minutes later, you're supposed to be scoring a goal. So, you know what? Teenage is a PD. Possibly designated. But probably not. Probably bought down. Back line of Griffin, Dorsey, Tim Parker, Daniel Starris, and Sam Junkwa. Always nice to see Sam get a run out. Fortunately, he did not perform well last night, but the whole left side was poor. <clears throat> Parker was okay. The back line wasn't awful. The back line, I would say, was our, our most highly rated area, but that would make sense. They had the most opportunity. You know, because Seattle had, like, what, 70% of the ball? I don't know what the stats were, but it was... It was they had the ball a lot. This was a... Uh, this was an old game. Where is it at? 63%. They had twice as much of the ball as us. They had 20 shots to our three. I mean, they should have won the game. We didn't play well offensively. We didn't look like we were able to string quality passes together in and move quickly. Like, as we would redirect the pass to the next player, it's just a little too slow or a little too hard. We're also playing on turf, and fucking turf is un-American. Take it out. Play on a pitch with grass. Fucking communists. Turf is stupid. Turf is only good if you live somewhere where it rains all the time. And I know, well, Seattle, okay, but it's Seattle. You guys are just making more waste, you hipster fucks. Use grass. It's good for the earth. You guys are destroying nature. You in Portland. You guys are gross. You guys pass yourselves off as, you know, environmentalists and caring about the planet. And then you go and install rubber. Hey, let's play on this. Let's play on rubber. Uh, definitely plays different on turf. Not a fan of how it, how it changes the game. But, dude, when I saw the lineup, I went, eh, eh, I'm not too sure about this. Where's Hector? Why isn't Teenage back? Uh, I mean, Parker Steris was like, eh, seeing Sam and Dorsey. We know Lundy's been good, but he needs breaks. And I think we saw last night, like, a break. A break for some of these guys. You know, Thor came in for Sebas. Obviously, Bartlow and Hadebe are different stories. I don't know why they brought Steris out. I don't. I truly don't. Uh, defensively, we were much more solid before the subs. And that's really where everything started to uh, to go downhill. If you look at the the energy of the game, and there's that uh, 
that flow there's a flow chart that shows like where the momentum is now i guess it's pretty accurate but our momentum definitely shifted shifted when memo went out and brooklyn came in and then it nosedived when uh parker came out i hope he's all right i mean i can't believe i'm saying tim parker hurry up and get back but tim parker hurry up and get back there was a time where I would moved on from Parker, but right now he's been he's been relatively consistent. And that's the only other person that's been relatively consistent the past couple of years was Teenage. But this year, ooh, not good. He's you know, he got injured last year. He was injured coming back from Africa this year. Now he's injured again. I know he was injured last year as well. But like I said, I went into this thinking we could come away with the result. I thought we could win. I did. Why would we not? Why would we not? And that's something that, like, I'm always going to think. I'm always going to think we can win. I thought LAFC were going to whoop our ass and we beat them. So why would I go into a game against a team with 32 points thinking we're not going to win? Even though we've never won at Lumen Field. We've never won in Seattle. But there's a reason. They're usually good and the field is fucking turf and it's far away. Put them on grass. That is a massive advantage. Hey, when we go to your stadium, we're going to play on a pitch that is guaranteed where everything will move different. That is 100% an advantage. Maybe that's something that we should look into. You know how hot it would be on a turf field in Houston? You call it the oven now. Holy crap. It would, it would just melt people. But, you know, I'm sure over at HSP they have turf fields. I'm sure prior to turf matches, we spend our time on turf pitch. It only makes sense. My man of the match is going to be, oh man, Steve Clark. <clears throat> I would say Steve Clark. Even though they didn't have a ton of shots, quote, on target, uh, they had a lot of big chances. Yes, Steve let in two goals, but man, he made some phenomenal saves. After Clark, I might have I picked Daniel Steris. Uh, probably, maybe Steris or Coco. But one of those three. Again, we showed plethora of, of offensive ineptitude because when we play a team like Seattle we're not able to hold on to the ball because as we're playing balls over the top they're good enough to defend that and they have three defenders at the back you know and they have the two guys that can drop off so they put five on defense they overloaded our midfield and they bossed us around in the midfield and took control and they had two strikers up top to match up with our two center backs Realistically, the formation they, they trotted out, Seattle, was, it's a tough one to play against. But we lost. So, you know, there was a... Twitter seemed relatively happy going into this one. Like, they were pretty... They were upbeat-ish. You know, it was kind of weird. It was kind of nice. I wrote that... Uh, I wrote that the most anxious person in the world right now is Houston Dynamo Admin. And that was when we were winning one nothing. So, Sorry. I take it that I jinxed you. It was nice to see Thor come back. <clears throat> um, he's a backup. He's a backup striker. That's where he needs to play. Having Kenyones now gives us another guy that we can play on the wing. So Thor should be able to play his natural position of striker, putting to bed the argument of what he is. He's, he's a Norseman. And he's also a number nine. But other than that, I was not super impressed with any of the... Uh, the subs. Teenage rates out high, but <clears throat> I watched a different game. I watched a game where Teenage made a, a crucial mistake early on, and then later in the match, on the second goal, I mean, I can't remember, but it was one of the center backs' fault. 
It was Bartlow or Teenage. Probably Bartlow. He rated out shit rotten. 5-5. Five, five, worst rating of all of them. But I've been very impressed with Quinones. And I, I, wasn't, I wasn't unimpressed with Reigns. He did about what I expected him to do for a 17-year-old, which is good. I mean, we played a 17-year-old against the CONCACAF defending champions, and he performed okay. He has a very bright future. You know, who we didn't see was Marcelo Palomino. I think that Reigns has passed him up, as has Quinones. I mean, obviously, Quinones has. He's got pace. Uh, he's, he's fiery. He's a little bit of a shit starter, which I like. I like how he's aggressive, and he's not afraid to mix it up. He's also tall. He's built like a green bean. I didn't think he'd be that skinny. He looks like Fafa, but narrower. Or with a smaller head. Less of a bullet-shaped head. But I am pretty high on Nelson Quinones right now. I'm looking forward to when he... Uh, I would guess he replaces... Honestly, I'd replace him with... I'd replace Fafa with him. But performance-wise and dynamic-wise, I'd imagine they replace Baird so they can keep two pacey wingers, which isn't bad. But he is right-footed, and we know Paulo likes to play opposite opposite foot, invert the wingers. You know, right foot on the left side. But, yeah, it was a tough loss. Uh, we have another game coming up this week or weekend. Who knows? Who fucking knows? All I do know is that there was no refunding my tickets, my season tickets, and then I asked to uh, to switch up my seats, and I have heard absolutely nothing. Which is a little bit, a little depressing. Quality control is taking a hit. Our next game is Saturday, and we are at home. Is that right? We're at home against Sporting KC, against one of the worst teams in the world. We have to win. We have to win because we all know that if we end up last, that that validates a Nagamore out, a Nonstat out. I think finishing last kind of validates those looks. We cannot finish last, and expect to keep our fans you're never going to keep the fans happy i've learned that over the two years of doing this but you can keep a majority happy by showing growth and you can't say we haven't shown growth stadium roster infrastructure advertising marketing ticket reps need work everything so does the stadium security because you block lines of sight and then you tell me it's my job uh maybe parking lot security as well but really a lot of improvements have been made Bought out the dead weight, brought in a new owner, and I think this this off season they said there was like five five starting spots they can clear up. I would imagine you see three of those guys gone, at least three of the starters gone, and the guys that are starters move to the bench because that starting lineup last night and on most nights, those are guys that you'd want coming off the bench, not playing a full ninety. There are exceptions, but. As we've said many times, we have backups. We don't have options. So that's the goal now. The goal now should be don't finish last. Try to get to 10th. Let's try to get up to 10th. Let's have some momentum. Let's have a little glimmer of hope. Because without hope, all we have are nightmares. Yeah, that's right. Without the ability to dream about MLS Cups and League Cups and Open Cups... Without that dream and that hope, it's just one long fucking nightmare after another, and nobody wants that. So be a little positive. Oh no. Guys and girls, time is up.
Albert Felice is going to get there. There's no question. He squares in. There it is. It's another. And it's Mumble Rodriguez again, scoring goals left and right, Felice with the assist. Shout out to my favorite band, Familiar with Failure, for the introductory music. You can find them at FWFTX on all social media platforms. Once again, that's Familiar with Failure. Check them out. Badass band. Cool-ass people.